We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Sam, listeners, Lightyear's podcast, do you ever feel like you're always on? What do you do when you need a moment to chill? How do you like to hit the reset button to get ready for what's next? There's only one beer out there that's literally made to chill, and that's Coors Light. The mountains on the bottles and cans even turn blue when your beer is cold. Wow, that's amazing. That way you always know when it's time to chill. When you need to hit reset, just open up a Coors Light. It's mountain cold refreshment and made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instinct Part. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. And as always, celebrate. Welcome to the official Light Years After Show. Steve Kerr chasing wins, Andy Lou, and we're chasing podcast downloads now. <laughs> that, that was, uh, that was, um, maybe the best game of the season. It's hard to say, but I feel like it felt like a big game, big game going into it. So just the fact that they showed up early and with energy the whole way, it meant a lot to me because like, I feel like every other time we've had a big game, they came out so flat and looked disgusting. Uh, it starts with the two guys. I mean, it starts with Captain Marvel and uh, whoever the other guy is, right? The like, Green Lantern. I, they is that what is that what Dream One is? I guess I didn't catch. No, nah, I was just trying to think uh, of like the most. I'm I'm not a comic book guy. I'm the same level you are. So my Marvel my Marvel knowledge like kind of goes away after like the core. Form, after the uh, the movies, but like those guys, they played like it was a game seven of a putt like maybe not that extent but it felt like it Steph was out there shooting every open shot that he had he was not trying to get uh you know Juan Toscano Anderson involved he was not trying to get Andrew Wiggins he did not care he said I'm gonna shoot I'm gonna score 30 I'm gonna score 40 Draymond Green was this the best he's looked all season Sam by far in my opinion this was the best he's looked all season physically it was incredible uh, what Draymond did. I mean, I was coming into the game. I was like, man, Zion is. Yep. This yep. this might be one of those games where Draymond's like, yeah, I'm getting a little too old for this. And I'm it was a complete. And it was a complete opposite. Complete opposite. He, both of them showed exactly what they're um, 
capable of. And more than anything, both of them showed why they're going to go down as first ballot Hall of Famers. That, that was a veteran performance. That was, we're champions. We've been here. I don't care who's on our roster. We're not losing to these young guys. That was what that was to me. It was just like you could see who's been there before and who hasn't been there before, which is kind of funny because we're used to the Warriors in like 2014, 15, uh, being the young guys with talent, but like hadn't really been there. Now they're the opposite. Yeah, like they're the Spurs right now and the and the Pelicans are the Warriors, right, of, of way back when the Warriors just couldn't beat the Spurs. Like Richard Jefferson, ironically, on the broadcast, unlistenable in my opinion, but he like one of the reasons why they just couldn't win. Like they just wouldn't make the dumb plays. And like as much as we I like to say, oh, Ken Bazemore making dumb plays, Michael Mulder making dumb plays. But like that stuff doesn't matter when Draymond's that great against Zion and has him bottled up most of the game, right? Like that stuff doesn't matter when Steph like they're playing the type of defense tonight where they just let Steph get every shot off the pick, which might just be their normal defense, right? I don't watch every play. By the way, by the way, yeah, what we got uh we got Jason Maples, host of Temple of Hoop coming on. Um, he's got some thoughts on the Pelicans defense. We'll, we'll, we'll save it for when <laughs> he gets on here in like five minutes. But, um, oh my goodness. Yeah. One thing, God, it speaks to how good Zion is that we're like Draymond bottled him up and Zion still finishes, you know, 12, 12 for 24, 32 points. But I mean, he really did. Draymond, when he was guarding him, I, I thought he made it really tough on Zion and Zion wasn't used to not getting what he wanted every possession. And I think, uh, you're right. Everything starts with the main two guys. Everything starts with Draymond and Steph. I mean, Draymond vintage performance, Steph, enough of the messing around and, you know, I'm going to set back screens and stuff. He's like, nah. Yeah, uh, that's that's how I felt. Like, he shot, I think, eight for 18 threes. And some of those felt to me like he was jacking them up. It wasn't the usual Steph in the flow, rhythm three, right? Some of it was just, I'm just going to shoot this because why not? But, like, that's the stuff that we, we need to see. I guess you can't do that all, se- all season, but we're down to the last 10 games of the season. Must win for the Pelicans tonight. Warriors know they need this if they don't want to be a 10 seed, right, 11 seed even. So that's that's the type of stuff where I felt like they thought it was a game five, game six, game seven, and they played that way. I don't know, that was amazing, honestly. Yeah, I'm with, best game of the season, I think. I agree. So let's 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 get to the standings right now. Now the Warriors are 33 and 32. The Grizzlies are 32 and 31. So they technically are still the eight seed, but for all intents and purposes, they're in a dead heat. There's a very realistic chance the Warriors can get the eight seed, and the Lakers might be the seven seed. That might be who they play in the play-in. Um, what do we think of that, Andy? It is the it would be the funniest scenario coming out of the season. The Warriors and the Lakers seven eight. Do you think Adam Silver is happy about that? Like I don't know if he's happy on the one. Oh, hand, I, incredible I, matchup. I think on he's the other in, one's leaving. Yeah, you. What do you I, think? I think he's in love with it because the loser will get a second shot, and then shot. and then he's gonna you know if he's got if he's got a little David Stern in him. He's calling it in. If, if, if like the Warriors lose to the Lakers, he's like, I don't care. Foul John Morant out in five minutes. Warriors got to make the playoffs. But if you think about it from the other perspective, he gets the play in marquee matchup of Steph versus Braun. And then in theory, they both make the playoffs and they get, I don't want to say weak one and two seeds, but no one's really dying to watch the Suns and Jazz. Just from a ratings perspective, like, 
wouldn't the Warriors and the Lakers be the draw of those one eight two seven yes. matchups anyway? So it's like, and definitely in the Lakers uh, on the Lakers side, like if they're healthy, they're going to wash either of those teams. But I, I feel like the Warriors, even with this uh, ragtag roster and kind of no depth and really just Steph and Draymond, I like their chances to make this pretty scary for Utah or even Phoenix. So I, I, it works out for the league. This is this would be a league win if the Warriors can actually take care of business these last seven games. They have a very favorable schedule and get to that eight seed. I, I Someone texted me today, a friend of mine, and after watching Draymond's game, he said, you're telling me DeAndre Ayton's going to stay on the floor to, in a playoff series with these guys? To, it's a great point. It's a great point. We've been talking about you know Rudy Gobert just because we've seen it so much. But like DeAndre Ayton, he hadn't been in a playoff series. Yeah, I'm not worried about Chris Paul. I know he knows how to play there. Right. I'm sure Devin Booker will be fine. He'll get his that points. Be, but that would be great. But if yeah. they if they run if they run uh, DeAndre Ayton off the floor, you know, all of a sudden it turns into a Warriors style game. And you know, I like I like the Warriors' chances. I'll just put it that way. I like their chances to make it pretty uncomfortable, particularly as the lower seed with nothing to play for. <laughs> Somebody mentioned uh, in the comments, Will Quinley. I don't know if this was what he's mentioning, but the end, he's talking about an endless cycle. This is an endless cycle. I do feel like this season has been a uh, the Warriors play one great game, right? Like every, every couple of weeks or so, then we're sitting here like, I mean, they play this game, and this the series against Phoenix goes to at least six, and who knows what happens in a two game series, right? And then tomorrow, Sam, like Sam, would it surprise you tomorrow if the Warriors lose by fifteen? Right, Lonzo Ball makes like four threes, and and Zion Williamson. <laughs> you know, you're like, what? It's I don't want to bring the mood down, guys. I know we got a lot of people in here. We got a lot of people that will be listening on tomorrow's podcast. But like, this is kind of who the Warriors have been this season. When they're good, like tonight, when they play, and and Steve Kerr puts Steph in with eight minutes left in the fourth. Shout quarter, out, shout out, shout out, Steve right? Kerr for chasing that W tonight. That yeah. was, you know, Jesus we've been w. we've been a little critical of uh, old Stevie on this podcast, but. I have zero complaints about his coaching, not just tonight, but like really kind of the last couple of weeks. Uh, I wish I saw it earlier in the season, but, you know, it kind of going for it, letting his guys play, getting the shots where they need to go, not overcomplicating things. So, yeah, and not a lot to complain about, but you're right. Tomorrow, I'm sure they'll they'll find a way to annoy us. <laughs> uh, Steve, I think one another thing with Steve Kerr, too, I think uh, this proves to me that he knows what what to do. Like, you think he doesn't know who to play, who not to play, what type of offensive system he should be running, what, you know, what type of defense he should be playing. You, you Like, game to game, this tells me he knows what to do. He's an extremely above-average coach, one of the best in the league. You know why he doesn't do it? Because he doesn't want to fucking do it. I think that's that's literally – and that might be worse. <laughs> like, the guy just doesn't want to do the things that would help this team win on a game-to-game basis because he doesn't feel like – like, what, I mean, I don't know, right? Like, it's not sustainable. It's not just his identity. Like, I don't know what it is. But all this stuff this last few weeks, like you were saying, the guy can coach. So I don't, I, like, I don't doubt that. It's just why why not do that from game one, right? We got a special guest on now, host of Temple of Who. Speaking of great coaches. Jason Maples. Speaking of great coaches. Maples. Maples, how you doing, my man? What's poppin'? Why do you seem so happy? True or false? <laughs> True or false, yeah, Andrew Wiggins is better than true or false, Andrew Wiggins is better than Brandon Ingram. Yeah, you coming on on I'm coming on as a guest, you disrespected me like that. Come on, 
we were uh, we were saving the Pelicans talk, um, yeah, you know, until you came on. So I want to I want to start there. The Pelicans defense or lack thereof. I mean, I don't I don't even know where you begin with. I'm going to let you start it. Steph got whatever he wanted all night. It, it, it was kind of jarring because I feel like this has been what we've had issues with with the Warriors all season. A big game comes and they don't show up. Tonight, the Warriors showed up. Really, it was Steph and Draymond leading the way. I don't think the Pelicans realized this was a big game until like middle of the second. Yeah, I think uh, Kerr, like the Warriors were prepared like it was a playoff game and the Pelicans were kind of like, you know, whatever. I think I tweeted this, you know, Steph and Draymond had about a hundred times more urgency than uh, than Zion and Ingram did, and it showed in that first like first quarter. Steph just wasn't going to lose in that like eighteen early. You could see he was locked in, but you know I've been saying the same thing about the Pelicans all year. They have a roster that don't fits. They have a coach that's a greater. I mean the young guys are like going to tune them out, but you know it is what it is. I told Bi, man, don't you need to sign there for five years. You never give, give a bad organization five years of your career. <laughs> yeah um what was i gonna say here uh what do you think of draymond's defense on zion i thought i mean all year it's been hard to tell how much of a step draymond's lost on that end because there's certain games where you're like he's not even trying right but tonight was one of those games where you're like he can still dial it up yeah i think he also i mean and i think draymond has been around he knows you know this game's on national tv you know what I'm saying? You got the Marvel going on, you know, Zion, you know, Z- uh, Draymond understands the moment. You know, he's he's been around the league long enough. I think this is the best defense I've seen since Anthony Davis in a game earlier this year playing on Zion. Just make it real tough. Like he scores, but you got to work for it, you know, to get your buckets. Yeah, I think that felt to me, now that you mentioned Anthony Davis, this felt like a game where it was the game, the type of games that Draymond would play on Anthony Davis, where it was, you're going to get your points, you're going to get 20 plus, you're going to be relatively efficient, but you're not getting the truly easy stuff. You're not, you're not taking this game over, I think. Yeah, he is, wasn't like, is, like, you know, Zion's had a couple like games where he shot like 14 for 17 <laughs> or, you know, you know, 11 for 13. You know what I'm saying? Like Draymond's not going to let him do that. I was also just really disappointed and, and concerned, and I don't know how to feel, but just who Zion has to play with. Uh, Jackson, <laughs> Jackson Hayes. Jackson Hayes on the floor. Now, Babos, I know you watch every game, and so I, I don't, right? I'm not watching every Pelicans game. Jackson Hayes on the floor, and you got to let me know if he's good or not, but, wh- like, why, right? And Pelicans fans are on my mention saying, like, you know, maybe you don't have the personnel. Zion's not that great at the five, but to me, you're, I'm like, man. <laughs> That all is right. rough. That is rough. I've been saying all year, like, you know, the one team who has worse spacing grades than the than the Warriors when you look at the <laughs> analytics, it, it, it's it's the Pelicans, literally. Like that spacing, like percentage thing I put up, steps has gone up a little bit because the Warriors went into being small, like they should have months ago, but they had to try the Wiseman thing. But you know, the Pelicans refuse to buy into going small, so like their spacing is literally the worst in the league. Uh, Ingram by himself, he's at like in the fifth percentile for spacing in the NBA, like which is I don't know how you even, you know, fathom that, giving a guy a max contract and putting a roster around him, like and then David Griffin has escaped all blame this year because he was on NBA TV and got a bunch of you know friends and media, so 
everything's <laughs> going to filter down to the – it's kind of like what Steve was going through in the Bay when they had that rep scratch, right? And you guys knew the answer was to go small, and Steve wouldn't do it, and we're not chasing wins, and nobody will call him on that bullshit. It's the exact same thing in New Orleans. And it's, and that's step one of business. Make make friends with <laughs> with the right people and avoid the criticism. And you you guys are influencers, though. That's what she tells me. So that does make sense. Knock it off. She she is the influencer, the black hand of uh you know social media. <laughs> the brown hand. The brown hand. <laughs> uh, I, it's the SVG. See, I was just saying before you came on, Maples, that that. At least Steve Kerr, we know he can coach, right? Like he push comes to shove, you put him in a three game series, two game series. More often than not, we've seen Steve make the right moves. Um, in, in my opinion, so I still see him as an above average coach. SVG, I don't know how I feel because you're coming in tonight, and uh, this is a playoff game for the Pelicans. This is Game Seven, and I don't know what happened out there. It was eight to one, two seconds in, and it was over. It was never close again. <laughs> like what? What? Like how could? Like is that a locker room thing? I don't know, man. That that's a problem, uh, especially for a young team. Yeah, yeah. I said like, I, and I and I put it out there. I was like that that start to the game was an indictment on the coach, and then you got the veteran playing. Eric Bus has been in the league ten years, and then the match player, you know, Bi, you know, Zion's twenty. So I understand, you know, some of these, you know, these games or the experience isn't there, but. I feel like, you know, Stan wasn't prepared. You know, Bledsoe didn't set a tone with leadership, and, and B.I. didn't. And I think, you know, the frustration with B.I. is growing because you, you guys see what's on the floor. Like, as soon as he got any semblance of rhythm, what did the Warriors do? Like, nope, we're going to send the whole house at you. We're going to let Najee Marshall and and Lonzo go three for 19 and James Johnson, who's playing small forward for some guy for second reason. And we're going to let all those guys shoot, and we're going to blow you guys out. It was just like a simple game plan. Yeah, I, I feel like uh, for all our criticism of Steve Kerr, he still has buy-in from his two best players. Like, right. they still turn up for him. He's still got Steph bought in. He still has Draymond bought in when it matters. I don't know if Stan has that from anyone with the Pelicans. It seems like they're still just kind of a group of individuals. Everyone's just kind of like maybe well, rolling their eyes at rotations, not really happy with the way everything's shaking out there. Their their off season was an overreaction to the bubble. So in the bubble, it looked like they had pretty much gave up and, and quit as a unit. So they went all in on this. If you listen to the to the coach, like we're going to be tough, we're going to punk teams. So okay, you go get Stephen Adams, you get Eric Bledsoe, and forget that the game is about skill. Not it's not a wrestling match like 1994 anymore. So you forget you for you know forgo shooting the most important skill of the game the most important part of the game now, you say you basically don't care about it. And on top of that, you hire a, a tough guy, archaic coach with no yeah. type of, you know, modern basketball, you know, technique in his, you know, approach. Everything is just like they're, they're playing drop coverage consistently in 2021. I'm looking – I'm looking at the numbers here, and no one – I didn't even realize it was this bad, but the Warriors took 19 more threes. Than That's the what Pelicans. I'm saying, right? You can't – no one's winning a game taking 19 less threes than their <laughs> opponent. Like, that's a one – one out of every 50, you win that game out of sheer luck. Yeah, it's like – it's, it's, it's a throwback team built off, you know, overreaction to what happened in the bubble. That majority of players didn't want to be there. 
And like I said, he just he has a bunch of goodwill and friends in the media. So nobody's going to call out David Griffin for that botched offseason. Not only do you trade for Adams, you extend him two years, $35 million. When you see guys like Rashawn Holmes and Nervous Noel signing for one year, $5 million deals, you know what I'm saying? You trade for a guy who can't shoot in the Bledsoe trade and give up, give up capital to get Bledsoe and Adams. I mean, give up draft capital to get Bledsoe and Adams. I mean, we could turn this into a Wiseman discussion, but I'm not. I, I don't want to go there tonight. But I was gonna, I was gonna, yeah. I was gonna say, yeah. If there's one thing you can find for relatively cheap in the NBA, it's a, <laughs> it's a productive big man. So someone, someone who can just, someone who can just, you know, defend, rebound, finish inside. So it's, it, 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 it's, it's the running back. It's the running back of the NBA. Yeah. It's the running back of the NBA. Well, you know, sometimes, sometimes we trade two fours for Trey Sermon. I mean, um, I want to, I want to, I want to talk. I like it. I'm, I'm cool with it. You know, whatever. Or, or you can pay. You know, whatever you pay to Zeke, right? Like, See, now you, you want me to hang up. You want me to get off. <laughs> Don't even do mention that. that, brother. Uh, I want to talk bi because uh, that's the Warriors fans are probably most concerned about this one. Or not concerned, they like it. Do you think he looked a little checked out today? Maybe part of that was what Sam was saying, like just the, how the defense was played, spacing. But is there some part of him that you feel like? You know, why, why be here, right? Uh, whatever it is. Maybe he's not the face of the franchise. Uh, he doesn't like the that, way, that, you know, that, that type of stuff. That doesn't matter to him. He's a low-key guy. Like, that stuff mm-hmm. doesn't matter to him. I just, like I said, I don't know why he gave. I think because of the blood clots, he kind of had to cash in. But a five-year deal with no player option, like, to, to New Orleans, you know what I'm saying? I just, I, I, I don't understand why he, it's just something he's got to deal with, man. You're there for five years, and then you just got to, Apply pressure, man, or or request a trade. Unfortunately, you know that's that's kind of the the new thing nowadays. Get your money and then request a trade. That's but, yeah, that's wild too, right? Like 2024 is when when it'd be up. So he'd be requesting a trade four three years early. Something that's like what that. I'm saying. It's like he's he's kind of he's kind of stuck. And then on top of that, I'll be like, I'll, you got the fan base. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. You know, blaming him for every single thing when the GM and the coach are right there putting this garbage on the floor. You know, it's just, it's, it's, it's bad. Like, they, the, the Pelican fans, they're always going to have something against B.I., because he was part of the Anthony Davis trade. So him and Lonzo are always going to get the blame first when anything goes wrong because, you know. Yeah, it's like the, it's the, like Zion's the golden child and they're the right. the, 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 the redheaded stepchild, yeah. what's it called? Yeah, it's, it's like what the Rockets it's like what the Rockets are doing. Like, why do you still are you still loyal to you know to Harden? He left your ass. You know what I'm saying? Why are you still on A D? 
He don't want your ass. <laughs> AD don't even want to play basketball. I don't know what's wrong with him. You don't even get me started. Should we game. should we open this up to should we open this up to some callers? See, let's get let's get back on the Warriors. See what people have to say. Look, no one's perfect. Even the best baseball players strike out with the bases loaded. The best golfers sometimes three putt with the tournament on the line. So if you feel like you're coming up short in the bedroom, sometimes it's perfectly okay. But if it's bothering you, there are options. Go to roman.com slash light years now. With Roman, you can get a free online evaluation and ongoing care for ED, all from the comfort and privacy of your home. A U.S. licensed healthcare professional will work with you to find the best treatment plan. If medication is appropriate, it ships to you free with two-day shipping. The whole process is straightforward and discreet. Getting started is simple. Just go to getroman.com slash light years and complete an online visit. Take care of your ED without leaving your home. Complete an online visit today to connect with the doctor and take care of it. Go to getroman.com slash light years and get $15 off your first month. Look, there's a straightforward way to take care of your ED. GetRoman.com slash light years. Get started now to save $15 off your first month of treatment. Yeah, talk about the Warriors, man. Steph was incredible tonight. Talk about that. Best offensive engine in NBA history, man. Whoa. Absolutely. Whoa. No, we need you to speak more on that now. We need to keep a couple minutes of you talking about Steph as the as the greatest point guard of our time. He's not the greatest point guard. Don't misconstrue my words. He's the best offensive engine ever. There is a difference. I couldn't resist. Yeah, we're we're splitting hairs here. I know what you're saying. We're just splitting hairs. I I could care less what position he is. He he, uh, he translates to wins. That's what matters. Uh, Maxwell, what you got for us? He's a point guard. (laughs) What's up, guys? I got two things. First, I think Ron has been unbelievable this season. He's so efficient, and he's such a high IQ guy, and he plays so hard. Uh, do you guys think, because it might be crazy to say, but I honestly think he can be a starter on a contending team, assuming we're a contender next year. And I just want to know if you guys agree. And specifically for Maple's question, uh, please unblock me on Twitter, but I do have to ask again. Uh, <laughs> Do you still think Ingram is better than Jason Tatum? Because you did say that. So that, that's all. <laughs> uh, I, I, that, I, let, I, let, I let that go two years ago, bro. I let that yeah. go two years ago, bro. I don't know. And if I blocked you, you said, some, you said some stupid shit. So, no. <laughs> <laughs> all right. On the uh, the Juan question is interesting because I actually – I mean, he's he's up there in terms of a perfect glue guy. He knows exactly who he is. He's going to defend his ass off. He's going to get the loose balls. He's going to find whoever's open. And now he's hitting just enough open shots. I don't see why he can't be a starter on a, on a contending team. You know, assuming you got like the central pieces you want around him, like, you know, he can fill his role. Like it's, it's, I know why the Warriors haven't given him the full contract. It's, it's a little cheap, but like he is a full NBA player. He's a winning player too. Is he, and I have a question. Is he pricing himself out of what the Warriors can do? Or how, what's the max they can pay him? That is a good question. I'm actually trying to look that up. I don't. I honestly don't think so. I, I think if they convert him. Okay, so he could, if he, if, 
if he hits free agency in the summer, I mean, in theor- theoretically, he can get more money, but I, I, I don't know, to be I, honest with you. I'm still I, I think I think market rate, though, in, in terms of what people would be willing to pay him, I don't know if it's that much. Like, he's not – like, in terms of what other people – value, like, he's not a great three-point shooter, even though he's shooting almost 40% from three, right? But he's not a – and, and it, I don't know how much – of other stuff that he does that people truly, truly value or would pay a lot of money to. He's also like 28, I believe. Like he's almost 30 years old. 27, um, right? 27. So yeah, 27. I, I remember he wasn't like just turned years. just turned 28 last month. Okay, just, okay, okay, okay. So he's a little bit older. I, I don't know. I, I I say all those things to also say I think he's a closing guy. Like I don't care if he starts or not because I almost think you can't start him. Wiseman's gonna start. So okay. But I think he's a closing guy. I think you can close with Steph, Clay, uh, provided you don't make a trade. Wiggins, Draymond, and JTA, because you need a guy that's smart. And I, I just I can't handle watching any of the, these other guys, uh, Ubre, Base, any of these other guys, even Damian Lee. Right? JTA is one of the smartest players on the team, right behind Steph and Draymond. So I think he's a closing player next season, um, provided you don't get another star or something like that. Yeah, he's my favorite warrior aside from like Steph, obviously. Just watching him, and you know, I, I saw him in high school back in the day. You know, I, I coach out here, so like I'm, I'm at a lot of high school games. But yeah, he's a uh, he's definitely one of my my favorite warrior. Like besides Steph, man, just does all the dirty work. I think like a team could offer him like maybe three years, thirty, maybe like eight to ten a year. I think if if like if they get just play, I think he's gonna take the biggest deal because he's already twenty eight. And hell no, if if Juan played in L.A. being Mexican, he would. Dwarf whatever Caruso <laughs> marketing gets. Hell no, I take JT over Caruso eight days a week. He's also a perfect fit for the way that Steve Kerr all wants to play because you need high IQ guys, you need guys who see the floor and can find the open man. I mean, he's the only guy other than Draymond on this team who actually looks for Steph when he's moving. Everyone else catches the ball on the swing. It's like head down to the rim, figure out what I'm doing. <laughs> You know, two steps later, Juan's Juan's actually surveying the floor and like he had four assists tonight, had four to five assists last game. I mean, you should walk into three to four assists if you're playing next to Steph Curry. Like literally, just have your head up and just wait for him to come off the screen. It's probably gonna be like, did didn't he say that when they interviewed him too? Something about I'm just looking for Steph when they interviewed him. Didn't he say that? Yeah, exactly. He did the it's, it's, yeah. <laughs> it's the Ron Artest, you know, like. Go to past Kobe, just past Kobe. Like it, it works out for you if you do that. Literally, Draymond and JTA did the same thing today in just the same possession. It was they stood at the top of the key and just waited till Steph ran around for like 18 seconds and then got right, so my, assist out of it. My, I mean, my, it's not my, like this team has a better offense than that. There is that's, no other that's offense. That's all they have going yeah, on right offense. now. That is the O. I have a question. Like, so what? What took so long for Juan to play? Like, because you saw this early, and then oh. when you play in, in those many minutes and like. He played like six minutes. They'd be like plus eight, and he just wouldn't play it for three games. Like, if what, you're what, to, what was the if deal? You're to, if you're to uh, ask people, they will say politics. They will okay. say the team had like Wiseman's a higher priority. Kelly Oubre with the eighty bazillion dollars of tax dollars <laughs> was a higher priority, and it was a lot of uh, you know Juan was there to fill a role, and then it just gets to a point where it's like, all right, we. We just look dumb not playing him because anytime he's on the floor, good things happen. But it, it, was, it was it was politics. It's 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 politics. It's it's sometimes that simple. Yeah, I mean, the, the hell was Nico Mannion doing on the floor of the season? <laughs> hey, oh, hey, let's, hey, let's not go hey, down that. Let's not go yeah, down that road again. Wait, 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 Andy, <laughs> that that tweet on draft night when you when they when they drafted Nico Mannion, <laughs> when you said 
they need to stop drafting guys playing when they play the JCC. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think exactly Andy remembers that. I saw Nico Mannion and Justinian Jessup, and I said, come on. <laughs> come on, man. All right, let's, let's, let's keep moving. CJ, what's up, my man? Hey, what's going hey, on, CJ? Guys? Um, yeah, I just want to talk about Draymond. I, I feel like this was his best game, like you guys said, like just taking it to another level. In the playoffs, who do you think, like, is a favorable, favorable matchup for him? Go Bear or uh, A? CJ, appreciate the question. I'm going to go first here. It's got to be Utah. Um, Aiton isn't unknown in the playoffs, and that's honestly, they're both favorable matchups for Draymond. I just feel like you got Chris Paul and a couple guys who I think match up better against the Warriors. I think Utah is going to, if Gobert gets taken out of the game, they're going to start paying. My bad, my bad. I thought Andy was going to – I think it's, you can take either or. I think you'd rather play – overall, I think you'd rather play Utah than um, – I'd rather you play Utah than Phoenix because the break the break glass players, when the stuff breaks down, you know, you'd rather deal with Mitchell and Jordan Clarkson than you rather would with Booker and Chris Paul. I think that's what it comes down to. That's what playoff basketball is. You make it a rock fight, and your best players got to make something happen. And Clarkson is, you know – known for he hasn't played well in his playoff runs and I think you know Chris Paul and Booker are more more apt are better at that when the game turns to a rock fight they're more comfortable you know going to get buckets I also feel like um in the Gobert know, drop my, coverage thing my mm-hmm. you know Bridges hasn't played in the playoffs but I feel like Bridges Jay Crowder those guys are probably a little more adept at switching and kind of making life a little difficult on staff Utah I mean their defense, it's not bad, but it's it's a lot of regular season smoke and rivers. Yes. Or smoke and, smoke and mirrors. Smoke take and go bear. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Sorry, I was looking at something. I got <laughs> mine's all over the place. But, like, I mean, Joe Inglis tries hard. Boy, I'm like, they're good. But, like, I don't think any of them are going to give Steph that big of an they issue. They also and the, play at the JCC. Those guys. <laughs> yeah. They're also at the JCC. Those guys are <laughs> – I knew you but I went to say sorry. <laughs> We keep it moving. All right. Mike. Mike, what's up, man? What's up, guys? How you doing tonight? Good. How are you, man? All right. Good win. I'll take it. Let's get another one tomorrow night. Um, I got two questions, and I'll get off. Um, we were up, like, what, 18 at the end of one or something like that? Um, are you guys just as nervous as I am when the second quarter starts? <laughs> <laughs> It's like it got down to like 10 or something like that. And Kerr's like, yeah, we need to stop this now. But like every game's like that. It's like, oh, boy, here we go. And and then um, this is a LeBron question. Do you think LeBron says what he says about the play-in tournament if they're like the two seed right now? Mike, I appreciate those questions. Um, I'll take the LeBron when you're dead. (laughs) Yeah, I'll let you. I'll let you take a LeBron one, but like, yes, everyone is holding their breath anytime Steph goes to the bench. This isn't the deepest team. I thought Jordan Poole played well tonight, but like, come on, man. Every game's a roller coaster. Every minute, thirty's not on the floor. Uh, hey, you know, I was saying about Steve. Steve's figured it out, though. You know, he's got the right guys in. He's letting Poole handle the ball a little bit more. Like that, that trust is there a little bit more. No more Nico. No more, you know, I don't see no more Brad Watermaker. But like, 
you know, I, I'm okay if at least the process is fine, right? Like, let, let Jordan Poole kind of figure it out. Um, and I'm okay with the mistake. So I want to hear the LeBron stuff. I'm more interested in that. It's, I mean, y'all saw what happened. They pulled the quotes when he said it was good. And then at the end of it, he was like, if it works, just stick to it next year. That's exactly what he said. He said uh, all those teams, he mentioned all those teams that were in it, and said, let them play each other. And if it works, stick with it next year. It worked. The NBA stuck with it. And now the Lakers, because of injury, are in it. So now to him, it's, you know, whoever made that shit should get fired. (laughs) But, you know, like LeBron's never been – like Mount Rushmore player, obviously, he's just never been consistent in the media. You know what I'm saying? It's like – well, no one's gonna, no one's gonna, no one's gonna call him on it because he can, yeah, like, he can, he can literally say the the sky's blue, then tomorrow say the sky's green, and McMenamin will be like, well, yes, you're right, it is, you know. Yeah, just look at the, like, look at the, look at the, like the, the, the over the career. Like first, it's like you know, I'm not chasing Jordan. End of the day, it's just basketball. He was like, I came back from three one, that made me the goat. I won the hardest finals ever. At the end of the day, it's just basketball. It's like, can you just just pick a side and we'll rock with it. Just pick a side. You you know exactly how this is going to break out. They're going to win their play-in game because they're substantially more talented than every other team in the play-in. And then all of a sudden it's going to be like they're going to try to be outdoing the um, – what was it? The, the the Houston Rockets who won their second title as a sixth seed with Hakeem, right? Like lowest seed ever to win. That's the right. next thing LeBron's going to try to check off. Winning is the lowest seed ever, even an even harder title accomplishment. So – the man's the master of narratives. I can't even. It used he to drive me insane. At this point, I'm I'm, I'm, impre- I'm impressed at finding a new yeah. slant every time. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I I'm with you. I, I used to get annoyed, and now I just sit back and watch art. Like this is <laughs> <laughs> shit. This is how it's done, man. This is this is how it's done. And yesterday's quote was fantastic. It's one of the best I've heard. Uh, I mean, you know, what's what's that saying? That video he posted before, you know, DMCA started going crazy on these accounts. You need to control the narrative. You need to control. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, from the from Succession. By the way, yeah. shout out Succession coming back in a couple months or no, <laughs> six months. That's my guys. Oh man, but yeah, I just that's what it is, man. Like I said, I'm I'm, I'm a Laker fan, but you know, I, I see the BS. But you know, <laughs> he's, a, he's a Mount Rushmore player, man. You deal with it as long as the great. Yeah, player, that is true. Ricky, what's up, man? What's up? Can you hear me? Yeah, we can hear you. Uh, so I had a question about this uh, oh, whole Kelly Oubre injury. Um, so it was just recently um, revealed as a fracture and torn ligament. So why were the Warriors making him play through it? Was it just because they were they had few players to play, or were they just trying to avoid uh, what happened with Iguodala in 2018 when they were questioning how serious the injury was? I have no idea, but I highly doubt that they were making Kelly Oubre play through that. Um, it, that would it would be on like he's a contract year guy. Like I would doubt that the Warriors could say anything. He to make him play. He tore. Um, yeah, just to be clear, he tore something in his non-shooting hand, and they haven't really released what area of the hand he tore something in. But like guys have played through broken bones and random things in their hands all the time it's dicey i feel bad for him quite frankly because it's yeah he's in a contract year and everything but it it doesn't it, it sounds a little more complex like, it doesn't sound like he it, well it's his left hand so he definitely didn't tear you know like middle of the shooter shooting pocket on a shooting hand yeah he had that thing wrapped up for a while 
I, I don't know. He's a tough guy, though. From from all you hear about Kelly Oubre, he's a tough guy. I feel like you know what probably happened is he just tried to play through it. Yeah, and it's it's going to get reevaluated. We'll find out more. I just I just feel bad for him because like. Yeah. From the beginning of the season, you could see he was pressing because he thought, you know, this was a chance to yeah. get a big contract. And, you know, who knows what the summer holds out for him. But, like, yeah, if he can play in the playoffs and he plays well, he's still going to have a he's still going to have a good shot at getting a nice little payday. So let's keep moving. Jamil, uh, what's up, man? Hello. Um, is it me or aren't y'all glad, like, um, we, we never trade for Lonzo Boy? Uh. If you traded Uber right. for Lon- if you traded Uber for Lonzo Ball, the Warriors would be so much better. <laughs> Just so did, you know, see, did you see that today? He had one bad game. Okay, how many? What, what was Uber's shoot percentage the first two months of the season? Twenty five percent, like eighteen exactly. Like near you, like near you, will be playing the NBA. That's how that's what Uber was shooting like. <laughs> also, like, also, like, if he's out for the season, do, do I think he played his last game for the Warriors? That's all. I I do think, gun to my head right now, I think it's more likely than not Ubre is not on the Warriors next year. Never say never, but just the way everything's going, I I would say it's more likely than not he's not a Warrior next year. I don't know how you guys feel. It's too bad. It's too bad. He would have been. He would have been a fun, fun player to have. Um, the Lonzo stuff is funny though. Maple's had a tweet where. He's he's playing a good game outside of the shooting, and I'm sitting there like, yeah, yeah that's Draymond every game, <laughs> every What'd single you say, game. G League, G League Draymond. <laughs> well, at least Lonzo's an he's for sure an NBA player, but like, but like, you know, Draymond's like he'll have how many games a season, right? Like he will just have two points or just one shot attempt, but he's so freaking good passing the ball. He's so good defensively that you're. By the way, like, do we let me let me ask you guys this? Do you think he would be better suited? with a coach like Kerr who's kind of on him about shooting? Like, because you know Steve Kerr would not be cool with him going three for 18. He doesn't want a guy like Lonzo taking <laughs> yeah. eight, taking yeah. 10 threes. Um, or do you think it's better that Lonzo has the green light? Because I see, I see both sides of it. Like, the negative side of it is, like, we've seen Draymond just be afraid to shoot the ball for weeks at a time, and that's frustrating. But the flip side is if Draymond had all the confidence in the world shooting it, we get a lot of games like this. If he was, if he was, yes, yeah, it's, it's a balance, man. You just got to understand yourself as a player. And the thing with Lonzo is, he's very jump shot dependent, so it's not a way to really get to the line or anything to break yourself out of a big game shooting funk. You know, it's to say like Bi had the same problem. Like it's so clogged up, it's even rough to get to the free throw line to you know get yourself in the rhythm or get a layup. So these bad shooting nights kind of stick. So I think that's like kind of the problem is understanding yourself as a, as a player. But I think he would have fit great with the Warriors. Just high IQ guy can understand everything that uh, Kerr asked him to do. Multi-position uh, defender. Right, yeah, exactly. I mean, that, 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 the shot, the, my thing with Ubre is his shot pass decision making process <laughs> yes. is off. It's like what process? <laughs> his yeah, just processing. You know, like his willing yeah, to yeah, pass. Yeah. Like okay, I'm open. I'm going to take a dribble into a guy and make, take a contested shot. Or I'm going to drive and throw some nuts, even though I drew two when Steph or Molder. Yeah, I mean, it's, a, it's not a surprise that he's playing better since, um, you know, Kerr's been playing him kind of primarily at the four or the five, right? Right. Like right. Less, less decisions, just, <laughs> right. just, just so I can finish the play someone else sets up for you. 
Exactly. I just, yeah, I just think Alonzo for Uber would have been, I think the Pels would be kind of upset when they, you know, got Uber in there and see he's not the smartest guy, but the Warriors would have, would have loved that trade and having his bird rights to pay him if they even wanted to. I mean, they would have, yeah. I mean, he's Sean Livingston type of player, but with a three, like he makes them more than, I mean, Livingston never even shot him. Right. And that, that I mean, that's a freaking perfect Steve Kerr player to close it yeah. for that team. All right, let's keep moving. Jackson, we'll give you a shot again. You back? Jackson, I can hear your car. Down <laughs> hey, can, can you hear me? <laughs> oh, yeah, we can hear you. What's up, man? Oh, hey, thanks for getting me in. Oh, good, man. Um, Overall, good. Great game by the Warriors led by Steph and Draymond. And what I really wanted to touch on is just uh, is Draymond. Like, I just think I came on here – few days ago and said I didn't think the Warriors would pose any threat in the playoffs like I thought they're more of a regular season team just because of their style of play and the way teams will scheme against them but that key the biggest factor I think in them being able to really put some pressure on a top seed is Draymond uh really taking advantage of the space the Steph's giving him like I feel like Kerr gets a lot of uh criticism and you know it's deserved a lot of the time but I really think that at the end of the day when Draymond touches the ball it's like he's parting the Red Sea I mean He's just wide open. He's got all this space. A co- coach, you know, would drop plays for hours and hours trying to give a shooter or any player that kind of space and that opportunity. So I thought tonight he really was aggressive, getting into the paint. He threw down a nice dunk. He was decisive. And I just think, like, he's going to have to be, like, super aggressive. Um, more shot attempts would be nice, but, uh, like, he needs 15, 16 on, like, 10, 12 shot attempts. And if he's not doing that, then it's just, like, Especially if you have Looney out there, like, I mean, the geometry on the floor, like, just the way the defense is set up is, it's like Toronto, like, boxing one stuff. So that's my take. Appreciate it, Jackson. Yeah. Like, when Draymond was taking what the defense was giving him, the Warriors were kind of blowing the Pelicans out. At the end of the second quarter, he was doing that thing where he was passing up clear shots to try to get extra assists. And that's when the Pelicans, that's when the Pelicans made a run back into the game. Like you think of that one where he had the lane and he tried to throw the lob to, I want to say Juan. And it was just, it just wasn't there, you know, and then, you know, turns into two points the other way. That's the type of stuff that, you know, if Draymond's just taking what the defense gives him, he's still wildly effective. Yeah. My thing with Draymond is eight points, man, eight to 10 points, 10 points. It's just the two point games can't exist, man. It just, it becomes so hard for the Warriors. If he's in that eight to ten range, I think at least okay, we can't give him a layup, and I think it's passable. But the the, the two point stuff, man, and the one point, and I took one shot in thirty minutes. That just that can't can't happen. That's disgusting. That's disgusting. <laughs> I don't know how it is. Yeah. disgusting. <laughs> I right, keep moving. What's up, Ryan? Guys? Ryan, what's up, man? My my question is, unless the Warriors get like Bradley Beal or whatever superstar. Who do you guys think is going to be the second option next year? Wiggins. That is a great question, Ryan. I think it's uh, other than Bi. Yeah. <laughs> um, Andy will be the hiccup so bad. <laughs> yeah, I was. Yeah, I was gonna. I was gonna say. I um. I think it'll be. So you're assuming they kind of run back the same team with with uh you know switching up some role players. It's probably going to be a mix of Wiggins and Clay. Clay's not going to be there every night, but he's going to have his nights where he scores 25 to 30. Wiggins will probably play every game, be a little more of that consistent high team scorer. I think at the end of the year, they'll probably end up averaging about the same. Neither of them will be a true second. Yeah, I think. 
uh, the, whatever they do with that pick, if, you know, that's the key thing because that, that probably decides the quality of player uh, you can trade for, whether or not that pick conveys. So I think that's a factor as well. Yeah. Steph is going to have to say, hey, you better, <laughs> you better trade. Like, I don't know, right? Like, that's, that's kind of the, like, the, Steph is basically going to have to do this again next season. That, that's kind of the thing. So, Steph's got to walk into Bob's office and be like, I don't want to play with Scotty Barnes. Get rid of that. <laughs> right? You know, he's going to no. do the LeBron, man. He's got to get these, get these goons out of here. Yeah. Get, get you, kids. You Let could... him flourish in New Orleans. You know, let Lonzo and B.I. Go, go grow up in New Orleans. But he got titles to win. <laughs> Andy is so Andy is so so cutthroat. Hey, you can't help step with a championship. Get out. We'll see you. We'll see you. In, what up, we'll man? see you in five years. Hey, what up, what up? what's up, man? What up? Yeah. So my thing is, is Steph still in the conversation for MVP? And second question is, is Draymond going to make an All Defensive Team? Good question, Saeed. For me, uh, I think it's Jokic's award. Like. I, I just I don't even know how you can make a case right. He's played every game. No one else can even say that other than like Andrew Wiggins. Yeah, <laughs> in that body too. You know, he, I, dude. The funniest thing about him is he's like low key an Iron Man. He's never hurt, and he plays like 50 minutes a game in the playoffs. It's the funniest thing. But um, I mean, Denver is a clear three seed now. They might even. No, they can't get up to the two. I take that back. I'm looking at the standings. They're going to be a top three seed, and he's very clearly their best player. And on top of that, like, I mean, he's he's amazing. I, I don't even know how you make a case for him. See, people got mad when earlier I said he should be unanimous MVP given the circumstances, but that riled up the light years Twitter. I apologize. But when you look at all the <laughs> games those guys have missed, there's no other choice for, for, the MVP, for uh, MVP. Don't listen to Kendrick Perkins' crazy ass talking about Chris Paul. You know what I'm saying? It's not even – come on. He's not even the best player on his team. It's, it's Jokic, man. It's Chris, Paul, Chris Paul's having a nice little season, but, yes, yeah. not it, not quite the MVP. But, but think about them. Embiid uh, missed too many games. Durant yeah. missed too many games. Harden missed too many games. Yeah. You know LeBron missed like, too many games. Yeah, right. you, you just keep going down the road. Even, even you Giannis. Want, you want to put Mitchell in there. Mitchell in there. You know what I'm saying? Missed out for the last three weeks with ankle sprain. So it's like you can't. Who else? Who else can you say? Sam, you're a voter. Who else can you make a legitimate <laughs> to not to not to not give him a, your number I mean, one MVP vote? Give me give me give me one guy and try to make a case. I, I don't even guy. think you can. Would you Would you consider voting for Kawhi? I mean, Kawhi hasn't missed that much time, but it's like in the regular season, him and PG have almost been like co equals. Like we all know who the That's better players in the playoffs. But it's not like, you know, it's in the regular season, there's a lot of nights where Paul George is doing the heavier lifting. So I, I don't I don't know. I, I really don't see, like there's not really a case for anyone else. Like it, it's maybe I mean, Steph might be number two, honestly, just because of how bad the uh, or just it's a weird season. There's no other way around it. Like I, there's never going to be. An, hopefully there's never another season like this. Right. So I I don't even know who you can bring into the mix. Like you can vote for Julius Randle, love That's him. Probably gonna <laughs> win. MIP, oh hold up, while we're like, here, not MVP. While we're here, yeah. Remember what? when I said the Warriors? I wish I could screenshot my mentions and put them in in this uh, for everybody to see it. When I said the Warriors should make a move for Randle before the season, that just oh he's just a, such a stupid player. He just doesn't you know, <laughs> he just doesn't head down. Just I'm like y'all y'all just 
Stop running with talking points y'all see on the timeline and watch the game, man. <laughs> is he – um, I, I love this. Great I, 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 I love this energy. Well, I love this because uh, I, I also feel like, you know, there's a big difference between Randall being good and him being good with Steve Kerr. But know, why do y'all why do y'all accept that as a fan? Well, well, why hey, do y'all do accept that? Do, I actually think he'd be excellent. I actually think he'd be excellent with Steve Kerr too. Not like anymore. He's, not anymore. Yeah. <laughs> but why do y'all say that? Like that people thought that's a sensible response when I said, okay, take LaMelo. No, he wouldn't be good with Kerr. I was like, and that's okay to you. Do you see how great he is with Charlotte? And your takeaway is he wouldn't be able to do that here. And that's like acceptable. I, I don't understand that. I can't. I can't. Like that's a that's an ex- that's an acceptable argument if you're offered Harden and Kawhi Leonard, and you you get to pick which one you want. But that's that's kind of not how life works. Most situations, sometimes you just kind of got to go with what you the never, best option you never, is. I mean, you never heard of the Stockholm syndrome? Look, we're not going anywhere. <laughs> we're stuck with this man. You know, you either you either accept it or you don't. Yeah, you know? some of us are. Yeah, most fans are just gonna live with Steve Kerr being. Steve. Nah, I'm, 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 now I'm just joking. I'm just joking. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know. It, oh, hey, John, what's going on, man? Time. We got you back. Stinking app. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's all right though. We appreciate all the therapy sessions. Mapes, you're awesome. You're a good follow. Um, I, I agree. Lonzo would be the perfect fit on the on the Warriors, and really, just people who work hard will generally be. Good fits for the Warriors. Like that—that's the whole thing with Lamelo too. Everyone kind of knock him because because of his dad and all the international travel stuff. Me, me included, because I didn't know squat about him really. And but like he, he didn't have bad knocks from the NBDL, right? Like so that's why everyone thought he would be a good fit. And really for the Warriors, you know, like this is this is like some macabre season where like we're gonna keep our pick and not give it to Oklahoma. We suck just enough to keep it. It's like Harrison Barnes Redux, so we can get the twentieth. Their 19th pick or whatever the heck. <laughs> Mumbo jumbo we're doing. And this is like the perfect tribute to David. Hey, Jaden Springer, bring him on down. <laughs> oh, totally. I mean, like, David Stern must be like laughing up in the heavens. Like, a Lakers, Warriors, or even I'll take Blazers, Warriors, seven, eight game, if that worked out. That would be perfect for the NBA, right? Just absolutely perfect. Oh, there's some drama. These two teams, they have a little bit of rivalry going on, you know. One of them will make the playoffs for sure. You know, we get angry LeBron if he's there. We'll get angry Maples if his team is there. It'll be perfect, you know? <laughs> John, are appreciate you okay? it. Are you okay with the seventh seed? Are you going to make it? Because, like, if LeBron starts sitting, like, I- I'm worried about you. Like, are you okay? I know you'll whack the Jazz, so that's not a worry. But, you know, like, are, are you worried about the extra playing time on his legs? Uh, LeBron? Yeah, I'm not worried. I mean, he's he's, he's injured, man. It happens. I mean, that's the. So you don't think he's going to go clay with his high ankle sprain and just blow out that leg? No, he's not he's wired. God, that's older. that's more John. That's morbid. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's like yeah, it's like it's just not. It's just no. He's not. It's, if he's healthy, he'll go. If not, he'll you know he'll he'll fight through. I think LeBron is kind of sandbagging. This happened a couple times where he does this doom and gloom thing before the playoffs. And then he shows up, and it's you know zero dark twenty three, you know. Yeah, I feel you on that. I feel I'm like gonna, he's sandbaking too. I'm not. I'm gonna, be, I'm gonna make the IG post, you know, about you know a storm coming, and everything will be fine. 
Like you said, the man, the man has a flair for the dramatics. There's, exactly. there's no other way around that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Is this a way of like building a narrative for the NBA? Like, okay, I'm going to pretend I'm this injured LeBron, but really he's the Iron Man still. He's going to come back and average like 35. Like I said, if LeBron, was to, go, if LeBron was to go into the politics after his career, he'd be go ah. for, WWE, for WWE, man. If he wasn't running for mayor, governor in California, he'd be perfect for WWE. If you go against the, uh, if you go against Goldberg at WrestleMania, would you take him over Newsom? <laughs> yeah, we're we're not touching that. I'm in. Um, <laughs> oh, come on! No comment. No comment. No. What what I was gonna say is, um, I'll believe LeBron is actually aging and washed when I when I see it with my own eyes. Right. Because I've seen. You'll believe it when Bronny retires before him. Yeah, exactly. That's yeah. that's what it is. Like I. I feel like uh, in 2014 or 15, we thought he was like aging and turning a corner. And, you know, we're like seven years beyond that. So I'm until I see him not be able to look like LeBron in a playoff series, I'm, I'm going to just assume this is all this is all for show and just kind of, uh, you know, just having a little fun with the media. What I, what, what I am worried about, my fault, Andy, before you go, before, what I am worried about is, you know, uh, high ankle sprains. Those things last. Like that's that's a lingering thing. Right. Like that's not that that won't be healed until like next season fully. So that is you know somewhat of a concern. But like I, I just think he's so mentally smart. He'll be able to you know, you know, will will his way through some playoff games. Hey, it's a good thing the league gifted the Anthony Davis. He'll just carry him. Hi, <laughs> John. Appreciate you as always. Is that right? Spicy. No, no, we're not getting too much Laker talk. We got a couple more callers to get through. Then we call it a night. Perk, what's up, man? Hey, uh, thanks for taking my call. So, um, important question on a lot of people's minds. Uh, some people are touching on it. Uh, big question. What's Ubre's role going to be next year? Where does he fit into the team? Are we going to bring him back? Uh, decision making questionable. Uh, passing, not great. Shooting can be spotty. <laughs> great. But, uh, <laughs> he, he is a really good-looking guy, and I don't know if y'all saw the news today. Melinda huh? is So thoughts on re-signing Ubre? Tell him, miss all your workouts, just try and seduce Melinda Gates all offseason. <laughs> if it works, he can probably... Uh, someone someone to pay the luxury tax. I see where you're going with this. This is genius. Worst-case scenario, she moves the team to Seattle. <laughs> This yeah, is, best, uh... best case, the Warriors have someone to cover the largest luxury tax bill of all time. Worst case, we lose the team from the Bay. I mean, it's it's a gamble, but I like it. This was this was a wild question, bro. <laughs> you you uh you guys ever? I mean, back when Bill Simmons used to write, he used to uh, throw some stuff from the uh, from his readers out there, and then he would just finish the column with, "These are <laughs> these are my readers." <laughs> we had to jump, but these are our listeners. Uh, after that one, I really have no comment. Yeah, yeah. Well, from right, game, last, so. last last caller of the night, Rohan. What's up, man? Yeah, guys, what's up? Thanks for seeing my call. Um, I was just wondering, like, how does Ingram only have eleven shots tonight? Um, and then kind of relating it back to the Dubs, like, if we were to trade for him, how does that look, asset wise, salary wise? Um, if that's something we're interested in. Ooh. He has 11 shots because appreciate they, it, Rohan. Good question. I'm sorry, sorry, Rohan. I just I get so amped up about this. Go, go for it. Go for it. They try to blame Bi, but you see out there, Kerr is a good defensive coach. So I urge you go to NBA Advanced Stats. You can look at the balls. You can look at the at the box score. Look at the stat, the video of what happened. Every time Ingram touches the ball, Kerr knows that 
he's not worried about anybody on the other side of the court. So he loads up on the midline. So any dribble handoff action, any screen and roll action, the help is right there. He was not going to let Ingram keep the game close at all. He hit those three shots in the third quarter, and then Kerr started trapping on the pick and rolls and dribble handoffs to get the ball out of his hand. And they just let Najee Marshall and James Johnson and Lonzo Ball have any shot they want. And it was break city and game over. Try again tomorrow. On to the on to the more interesting question, which is Yes, please trade for him. Please trade. For him. I'm begging you. If there is a warrior, if there is a warrior official who is ghost listening, please, I beg you. <laughs> oh, he's, there's at least three. There's he's a 50, 40, 90 player with decent spacing with basketball from this millennium with these principles. Okay. Nothing can be would you for Andy, would you give up Wiseman, the Wolves pick, and a future pick for Brandon Ingram? Like, would you because the fundamental issue the Warriors are gonna run into and I'm afraid they're going to go full Boston Celtics where they get stage fright and never make the trade. They only get one shot. They're going to probably have to push in all their key assets for Sam, whatever it is. So if you if you get it wrong, you're screwed, right? Would you do send it your ass to New Orleans. <laughs> Wiseman, pick, Minnesota, send that shit. You know, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. You know what's safer though, Andy? What's a safer? Like Ingram has a higher ceiling, but the safer bet is Siakam, in my opinion. The safer bet is Siakam. Yeah. But Ingram has the that, higher ceiling. See, with Siakam, now now I'm like, I don't know. Right? Now I'm like, okay, where is that pick? I, ju- I just like, don't I, see I what you're I doing do. with Siakam and Draymond. I guess I mean, you could play small ball all the time, but it's like Siakam at the three, it's like, I, I don't want to watch that. That's that's like watching what we saw this season, you know, where it's like no space ever. So. No, I mean, he'd be at the four, right, in closing lineup. So, I mean, that could work. Like, I, I would think about that, right? Maybe, like, maybe I'm, I think I would think hard about the Siakam stuff. Um, but with Ingram, you're like, I mean, the dude, the dude could be a superstar. Um, and, and that's for, that's, we're talking like three years from now, he could be a superstar. Like, right now, he's really good. But how about when Steph isn't that, like, let's see three years from now, Steph is finally not in his prime. Then you got Ingram. Or like, it's, it's damn near perfect because he, he's good enough now to do it. I'd make that in a second. I wouldn't think twice. I, I, would, do, so I he, would do that more than Beal. And I told Sam the other day, I, I think I would rather do Ingram more than Beal. But anyway. Pause. No, no Bosch. But, yeah, that's... Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, I just, I just, I just mess with you. Now, you, lie, you. You do that a lot for me, though, man. But I'm just saying, Ingram is 50, 40, 90 with decent spacing, I promise you. If you look at how bad the coin looks when he has the ball, and for him to still maintain, you know, 24 game on like 47, 38, 90 shooting splits, with the worst facing in basketball, if you spread the floor like a normal NBA team in 2021, I guarantee you, you get superstar production on the offensive end. Steph, I agree with you. I think he's, yeah. Outside of the obvious superstars like Giannis and the like guys who are not coming available anytime soon, like for a guy who's like on his way there, but isn't there, like he's one of my favorite players for to be that perfect fit. You know, he, we, we've already seen how this works with the Warriors. Put put a wing, put someone on the wings who can pass, dribble, shoot next to Steph. It's gonna work, and he can do all those things, and he can defend. And I still don't think he's come close to scratching his potential, to be honest. So right, I, I, that's that's one of my favorite ones. Plus, plus he lines up perfectly. I think he turns twenty four this year. Right age to compete, also right age to kind of take the reins in a couple of years. Like who say no to that? Steph, Steph Clay, Draymond, Bi. And, and bring Zaza out of the front office. It. It's all good. Bring me 
Like, like, it, like that, and then that, you got, you know what I love? Dray- Draymond will put a foot in his ass about the defense. Right. I mean, he did it with Wiggins, Wiggins. this year. Look at yeah, Wiggins. It's, it's, yeah, look exactly. at Wiggins. Yeah. Exactly. He's he's gonna get more. I mean, Bi is more talented than Wiggins. If he can get Wiggins to play this engaged on defense, there's no reason he can't get Bi to. Right? Yes, I love this. Ghost listener, Ghost Warriors, official <laughs> listening. Please make rev it, rev it up the flagpole. All right, thanks for listening. <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna end it here. I appreciate everyone. Thanks, Mabel, appreciate for standing by. Check out Temple of Hoop podcast. Everyone listening, we'll end it. <laughs>